0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Urizio, founder of Soul Language and Soul to Business, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with the tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three quick questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey, and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I get to talk to Alicia Barr. We're talking about how nothing in life is one size fits all. Alicia is a sales strategist, speaker, and founder of the Matchmaker Sales Method, because if it's a fit, it's a fact, and there's no selling involved. She has 15 years of experience customizing sales strategies to your personality, audience, and service, because sales is not a one-size-fits-all. Her methods empower business owners to effortlessly convert 80% of their leads without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else. She sold $50 million plus in services herself and has helped others sell $15.2 million over the last three years, alone with her proven personalized approach. Hello. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to be here as well. I'm very, very happy that you're here. And my first question that I ask everyone is, what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? The message
1: I repeatedly get from my soul is listen to your intuition. You already know, like you've got this in the bag. And if you think about, there's this meditation that I really love, um, where you imagine like your higher self talking to you and you guys talk to each other. And it's like, I'm so sorry that I ever let you think that we didn't have it in the bag for one second and ever let you doubt yourself. And like, we just know our shit backwards and forwards and everything was always going to be fine. And it's, it really like helps you to just kind of step into that person that, you know, you can be and, and see glimpses of often. Um, and once you step into that, you'll see more glimpses.
0: Yeah. I love that. You know, and and what I love about soul language is, is that practice allows that ongoing conversation where your soul looks at you and goes. Oh, I love you, silly human. You are not your experiences. Like you are your true essential nature. And I think so often we're looking externally to prove that we suck and we don't, right? So I love what your soul is saying to you. Now let's talk about how it's not one size fits all. We are not a giant onesie, everyone. We are not Swiss cheese where we just fill in the holes and we make things work, right? What happens when we try, especially in our sales conversations, to make it a one size fits all? I mean, I know this answer. I'm laughing, but I want to hear it out of you.
1: Yeah. So I have this metaphor that I really like where it's like, if somebody showed up in an outfit and they looked really great, you were like, oh, they're rocking it. And they said, you would look just as good in this outfit. Would you believe them? Especially if they were an old white dude, because that's usually the sales trainers. Would you wear that outfit and feel like you were rocking it? No. No, No, because you have a different style and personality and gender and maybe sexual orientation and beliefs and audience and service. And all of those things matter in what you're going to feel comfortable rocking as your sales style. And it doesn't mean that you're going to look at that person's sales style or outfit and say, Ew, I can't even appreciate that it looks good on you. But you're going to be like, I appreciate that while simultaneously knowing it is not for me. And that's okay. Cause there's, I don't know anything that's one size fits all. Like there's even multiple ways to brush your teeth.
0: Yeah. I, and when anyone is trying to force something down your throat, right, that, is the, the sign when you're starting to feel icky in your body, when you, when you want to, when you're cringing into yourself, that is an indication that you need to run screaming from the, the room. And I think one of the most important things I remember during every conversation with anyone is that this person is not the source for me source is the source. This person might be a resource. And if it doesn't work out, there's going to be another bus dropping another resource off. And I'm also a resource for them. And with that, I can let a lot of things kind of go and come back down into my heart and not try to do the sales conversation through my head, but you're the expert. So I want to hear a tip from you. Yeah. I mean, I think that, so
1: I was always a natural seller. And natural sellers never have sales training and people ask them what they do and they can't say. They go, well, I don't really sell. Which, like, what are we all supposed to do with that? You know, mm-hmm. nobody can imitate that advice. So it's been really satisfying over the last few years to boil this down to a repeatable formula. This is what every natural seller does. And I've, com- I've confirmed it by asking them, this is what you do, right? So you're fitting instead of selling. So you think about who's a fit for your offer, what patterns they have in place. Like, do they have a staff in place? Have they tried certain solutions before? Are they solution are they problem Um, you know, what expectations and goals do they have? You have a criteria of the person who says, hell yes, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I loved this. And you're able to create like an idea of, of that person and the questions you would ask to uncover that they are that person. And you're going to let them know when they're not. And you're going to point them to someone else who is a better fit for what they want. Or if you have multiple services and they want one of them that is different than what's actually going to help them achieve their goal, you're going to tell them, actually, that's that's not what I would recommend. I recommend this. And that goes so far in establishing trust with the person. Because they know that you're not just trying to get a yes, you're actually trying to help them with their best interests in mind. Um, And if they have all the things that match up the criteria, then just tell them who doesn't. So it doesn't sound like you have these issues. You aren't expecting results in 30 days you aren't expecting me to be available all the time. Um, You're okay with me, you know, getting back to you in 48 hours. You don't expect me to do the hiring for you or whatever it is. And the person can self-identify and say, yeah, that's not me. Great. This is a fit because everyone's wondering like, what are they not telling me, right? Who's not a fit? Who's the exception? Could it be me? So, just really getting clear on that fit criteria and sharing it with the other right. person.
0: I mean, I always say, listen, my person is a spiritual renegade. They're not going to do it like anyone else. They have warrior energy and they feel like they're hitting that spiritual glass ceiling and they don't know how to get there, but they know that there's something bigger. And people go, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Right. They, they're they self-identifying. Right. And I'm also really direct. Right. So I tell people I, I'm direct. Do you want direct? I'm your girl. If you want to be coddled, not going to happen, right? Like it's perfect.
1: Managing expectations helps you so much for the person being your client too. Cause maybe they would have been offended, but now that they've had this warning, they're not
0: right. And I also do the internal, right. Which I think uh, trusting yourself is really important. And having that energetic kind of what I call a tell to see if this client, just as good for you. It's a it's an energetic match, right? I think also we spend a lot of time also having clients that really aren't in our greatest good because we want to help them and we want to be supportive, right? And then we're crying at our desk. So I would love to hear your kind of cheat sheet, so to speak, about how do we determine if we want that client. Not if they're good they're a good fit, but how do we know it's a good fit for us.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of things. First, getting really clear on that criteria. criteria. Like, I'm going to guess that both me and you, and Jennifer, I, I definitely do need someone who's okay with me being direct also. Um, I'm not really, like, super Christian, like, religious in any way, strict. I can't be with people who are going to be offended easily or prissy, um, who are like, use the wear words. Like I'm, you know, like that's teach their own. I'm sorry. That voice made it sound like I was judging them. Like they're just not my my people. Um, you know, are they people that are really going to hang like a live, laugh, love sign up? Are they people who want to wear all the same brands, um, as everyone else? Like those aren't my people, but also like you'll, when you think about who you've had really great success with and who you enjoyed, you'll be able to pick out those patterns and who you didn't enjoy. And then your intuition, just to go back to your message, you know, right. you know, when you have that conversation that something feels off, there's a red flag and you just say no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just say, and here's the big part to trust that again, a resource will come along that will provide you what you need as well. My cheat is very easy. Everyone. I imagine what peanuts character that person is. My people are Sally's and Linuses. I used to take on the Lucy's, but they pull that damn football every time. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I mm. won't work with a Charlie Brown because that's victim energy and I will eat that energy for breakfast. Right. So mm-hmm. I know. And then I'm like, I, I don't, I don't cross that line because I know it leads to chaos for me.
1: And, you know, sometimes you just got to learn that lesson again and again and again, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and again, and I just went through learning it. So again, um, and I've learned it multiple times over. So,
0: oh, and that's okay. Right. Like, let's not, and Alicia, you're not judging yourself at all, but I think so often people judge themselves. I always consider when you're doing that, that's an up-leveling, like, You're breaking through something, you're asking for more, and you're kind of feeling the ground. So what big questions have you been asking yourself lately?
1: Um, The big questions I've been asking myself myself are really, what can I prioritize that's going to get me where I want to go as fast as possible? (laughs) And I don't have the answer yet, but I'm always asking the question. And the only way I can get there is by trying different things. As long as you're trying something new, eventually you're going to know.
0: Beautiful. All right. How do people get in touch with you? How do they get more of your goodness?
1: Yeah. So I have a podcast. Sales is not a dirty word. I would check that out, especially the short episode, you know, how to sell like a natural where I break this down a whole lot more. And um, I also have a sales quick fix call. So if you feel like something's holding you back in your sales process and you, you don't know why people are not converting, I can look at a call or look at what you're using and identify immediately three things you could change to increase your sales.
0: Beautiful. I love that. Okay. So what is the one thing you want people to remember from our conversation today?
1: You never, ever have to feel uncomfortable when you're doing sales. If you feel uncomfortable, it's because you have a a strategy that doesn't align with you or you are, you don't have any strategy and you're just winging it. And that's uncomfortable.
0: And I want you to all know, cause you can't see her that she was, she was pounding her fist on the desk, really passionate. I love that. So my last question is if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? I think that my
1: magnet would say. She gave people permission to own their weirdness and lit a fire under their ass.
0: I love that. That's a gr- great magnet. I mean, it. I w- I'm always, you know, I'm a weirdo, and it took me a while to accept the weirdo and the warrior, and now I kind of get paid for both. So I think it's a great magnet,
1: dude. I love weirdos. Give me a character. I will laugh my ass off all day with them. And I will tell them that they need to shine that weirdness way brighter because life, I mean, who, who wants boring? I don't
0: know. I just think it's
1: so much more interesting.
0: It's a good time. And I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your brilliance. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Yay. Everyone you've been listening to ask and answer by soul. This podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul and your purpose, you can access your free guide at www.themythsofpurpose.com. Don't forget to share this podcast with your community. Leave a comment, contact me directly, but mostly, most importantly, reach out to these amazing guests because you will not be sorry. Okay, everyone. Bye for now.
1: my
0: IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore L A.